If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condor VK and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. The OG himself. The OG the ori- himself. The original Reppin- Gary. Yeah. <laughs> I am the original Gary. Uh, yeah, many have tried to imitate me in yeah. the years, but no, I'm the original. Yeah. How are you? You good? You got your caffeine? Good. I got, I got some caffeine. Uh, in a little mug with my name on it, um, and I've got some protein. Just the two things you need, basically. The big, yeah. just the two things. I've just got the caffeine, That's it. but I've, I like mine in a glass. Oh yeah, interesting. In Is that tea? Mm-hmm. Tea in a glass. Yeah, it was like a glass mug thing, but for some reason it does does taste a little bit different. It's a... <laughs> a little bit better. Is it like the Coca Cola from a can? Coca Cola yeah, from Coke a bottle. In a can. I'm telling you, is the best way to have Coke. Yeah, Coke in a can is is the best, or yeah. in line format off of the ass crack of a... No, no, I've got, I've got confused, mate. You know, oh, you, oh, know when you, uh, you get like tomato soup and you sort of scrape out the bottom bits oh. of the soup and then you lick oh. the spoon, it's like kind of metal. I like, oh. that, in my can, I like that in my Coke. I don't have a metallic oh, yeah. twang to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I like the first few sips of a can of Coke yeah. when, it, when the fizz really hits you and you're like, oh, oh it's refreshing. <laughs> it's refreshing, but yeah. it's also intense. Yeah, you know, it doesn't get talked about enough as being a real, it's a real a great experience, pain to pleasure sort of experience, like a Toblerone. Yeah. Like you can't eat yeah. a Toblerone without like damaging your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the roof of your mouth just gets absolutely <laughs> dented. Yeah. It's like biting another chocolate not very, tooth, like a jaw. Yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not very straightforward, is it? You'd think that they would have uh, sort of worked out a few other shapes. I know it's called Toblerone. Yeah, I think the idea still. is to break one off and then put it in your mouth, but you can't do that because no. you get chocolate all over your fingers. You gotta know it, mate. And getting chocolate on your fingers is annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. It is, yeah. mate. It is. Yeah, super annoying. I'm annoyed so, just thinking about it. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. So, uh, so this this week we are not doing one of the fifty best horror movies ever. We are doing a dishonorable mention. Um, we went with Sleepwalkers, which I think was my choice, nineteen ninety two, Mick Garris, Stephen King affair. Um, and I kind of figured this was a dishonorable mention because it's got the whole mother son thing going on. But um, before we get into that, <laughs> have you done any other mother thing, mother son things this week? <laughs> have I? Yeah. What did you What did you just ask me? <laughs> Have I done any mother's? Let's not get into that. Um, any uh, Any horror outings? Um, I didn't have any horror outings this week. So this week's been quite a dry week for yeah. horror horror wetness. That's yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, I did I did see um, Paddy Considine's Journeyman, okay. which he directs and stars in. So like a boxing film, oh. which uh, um, and you know I'd seen a few bits and bobs of it but not, i don't think i'd seen a trailer but basically if you're looking for any sort of story an uplifting story of you know a boxer um having any sort of victory not, this is not, not a rocky it. story is it it's I've not a rocky story it, yeah. at all um yeah. obviously no, no major spoilers but um he suffers like a head injury quite early on in the film and yeah it's a very very bleak look mm. at the at boxing like and what comes after you essentially can't box anymore like the dizzy heights and the, and the dizzy, wallowing the dizzy dizzying yeah. wallowing lows spells, but yeah i yeah. mean it was a really difficult it was a difficult watch there were a lot of like my forgape moment you know like t- have you seen tyrannosaur so his no, i never watched that either that's and i do want to watch it that's very similar it's got a very s- similar sort of vibe um but this I found, yeah. I found this yeah some box i found this even more of a difficult watch like it was one of those where i was a bit like oh wow you know, you're kind of looking for something to latch yeah. onto, some 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 scrap of hope. Did to you like see Paddy's, um, Paddy's tweet he he put out? Um, it's not like rock because he's in a band as well. When he's, he says, oh. he's talking about how when you're in a band, um, you can play to an empty room and you still play music that you love, but cinema isn't the same. So he said he was on about how no one had really turned up to watch Journeyman, so he wasn't too sure if he was going to make many more films. Oh no! Did this a couple of months ago this tweet, so he might change his change his tune. Yeah, maybe he's changed his tune. Maybe he's having a he was having a bad time, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got Jodie Whittaker in it as well, who's the new Doctor, Doctor, Who. Doctor Who. Yep. Yeah, Doctor and she, what? Doctor what? She, I mean, she was great. I mean, a lot of good performances, and it was a real like raw human story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a gut punch. Um, like obviously boxing pun meant there. Yeah. But yeah. it was a it was a gut punch. I came out of it a bit like, well, oh, bloody hell! I don't know. I expected something different, but still, um, good and a good performance. And I think I'd like to, I'd like it to make more films. Yeah, I really would because yeah, it doesn't have to be. And he called me dude. Ah, oh. he's sound with me ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and you are a dude, so yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't watch too much because obviously we're doing the two <clears throat> recording twice today. Uh, so I just watched these two, but I did watch Hot Fuzz as well. Uh-huh. Very thought, nice. Because recently watched World's End and Sean Dead, I was like, I need to watch the rest just to sort of see, get a feel for it. I think Hot Fuzz, you know what? I think it might be better than Sean of the Dead. I just think. Yeah. <laughs> I think, do you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I can get on board with that. It's just like a couple of moments. What? It's, there's more to it. It's like, I think Edgar Wright is sort of, this is his best example of his British comedy mixed with the sort of animated camera movement sort of thing that he does. Like, there's a scene where the Andy sort of pop their head off the screen and come back on to one. <laughs> yeah. 
like that <laughs> like, is is just inspired. Like, I've never I've never seen anything quite as good as that. And it's it's like I don't know. I've mentioned this before, but when talking about this film to you, but it's so many genres, but it's not a send up of any of the genres. Yeah, it kind of it it's like it's an action film. It's yeah. a horror. It's a mystery. It's yeah. Like a Miss Marple's a Miss Marple, yeah. Sort of yeah, yeah, and it and it feels it feels small scale. It feels like a tiny little, like yeah, like you said, like murder mystery yeah. um, that would be on British TV, and it feels like a big Hollywood action film as well, yeah. and it is hilarious. Uh, yeah. So that was, was good. <laughs> it's a sort of a shame. I don't know if Edgar Wright and, and um, Simon Pegg are still writing stuff together. I don't know. I hope so. Because I feel like those two together do have yeah. a certain magic. Certain they're both. Magic they're in a. They're um, sorry. Um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are in a film called Slaughterhouse Rules. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that recently. Yeah. I don't know if they're in it together because it seemed in the trailer every scene was one of them and not both of them. Um, and maybe you know maybe it's a small part for one of them. Um, yeah, it would be nice to see. Yeah. I'm sure they've Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg have kind of drawn a line under. Uh, their collaborations but it would still be nice for them to yeah for sure do someone again eventually because i think as we mentioned before simon Pegg hasn't quite reached the heights that we possibly expected of him i mean i know he's i mean he's in some big films but anything he's kind of been the lead in it's kind of been a bit of a disappointment i think he's done that many things where he is the lead though um, no 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 but then so good yeah. at that and what's what sorry yeah yeah no no i'll just agree yeah. and say yeah. Uh, the only other thing uh, I've been reading um, some Richard Lehman books. Have you ever read a Richard Lehman book? I don't think I have. No. So uh, how do I describe Richard Lehman novels? They're like um, you know, like in secondary school, where there's a guy on the other side of the room, like cheekily writing smutty stuff, and he sort of passes you a note across the room. <laughs> oh and you God. Read it, and it's sort of like you can't have a laugh. It's kind of like yeah. that, but this that guy grew up and started writing like extreme horror sort of novels. It's um. They're incredibly gory, incredibly like pervy, but also kind of like fun and de- like debauched and depraved and sort of like fun slasher films. But like yeah. you can't help but sort of smile and laugh at like the ludicrousness of ludicrosity, whatever that word is, uh, as as you're reading. But it's definitely worth reading. Um, he died not too long ago, well, ten years ago, two thousand eight, I think. Um, yeah. But they they say he's like reading Stephen King, but if Stephen King didn't have a conscience. But not only no, no one comes oh out good in these stories. Everyone's kind of like bad in one way or another. It's, it's just really fun. But yeah, definitely. definitely give, there's the one that I read last was called Island, the Island, which is really good. Um, and then I'm reading one called Endless Night now, which starts with four, um, four or five like people home and in, invading these people's home, it's like killing a lot of people. It's about this girl trying to escape, and then it cuts to. The perspective of one of the killers who is being forced to do these things, these horrible things, it's 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 good. So definitely recommend checking out if you want to, you know, broaden your horizons from Stephen King and stuff. If people yeah. are there, have, have, any, have any have any of his um, books been adapted into films at all? I think one, but I think it was a TV movie in America, for a, like a few quite a while ago in the nineties or something. I don't think it was did very well, but yeah, nothing nothing big. But that's the thing. But there's not many authors who do get the big treatment apart no. from. Clive Barker got a bit of it when he's mm. doing it himself, but yeah, I don't think many authors do. Richard Matheson, I guess. Oh yeah, big bad Matheson. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's about it, really. That's all I've been doing. 
So, well, can't, yeah. can't, can't be playtime all the time, mate. You've got to work yeah. hard, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sleepwalkers. Um, well. do, you, do you want to tell us a bit about what it is? Sleepwalkers. So, Sleepwalkers, mm. also known as Stephen King's Sleepwalkers, is a 1992 American horror film written by Stephen King, directed by Mick Garris. Um, and the film revolves around the two, the last two survivors of a vampiric, shape-shifting species that feed on the on the life force of virgins. So, a mother and son team move to a small town to seek out a young virgin to feed on. Lovely. All right, this is what um, Empire Magazine had to say. A ravenous mother and son are the last of the sleepwalkers. They are the creatures who prey off virgin's blood and can shift shapes to take form of cat-like beasts. When a teenage girl escapes his grasp and runs for help, the hunt begins for the savage pair who are only vulnerable to, the, to a scratch from a cat. Gore plenty, but unforgivably, there is scarcely a genuine fright nor a clever thrill in the entire film. Two out of five. And it's got a 5.2 uh, on IMDb. Um, yeah, is this the first time you've seen it? Have you seen it before? Yeah, I've never seen this before. Um, I think I was like kind of familiar with the name of the film and yeah. maybe in the recesses of my mind I knew that Stephen King had written it. I didn't know it was he'd written it just for the screen. I think yeah. maybe part of me was thinking maybe it was a book or a short story or something or summer. But yeah, I've never seen it before. Have you seen it before? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a couple of times. Um, I kind of know the entire film, uh, but I've... Only, only as I'm watching it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's that that's that weird detective with his uh, cat, pet cat that attacks him." I remember that. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a weird one. The tone of the movie is so like off. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's the music choices because it's like got '80s music in mixed with like a lot of like '60s Americana style slide yeah. guitar stuff. There's something about the tone. The the the, the main character's motivations don't really make that much sense. Um, no. it, it, I think it's a bizarre film. The, the 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 creatures, the mythos behind them is so convoluted. Like, oh, and yeah. the telekinetic. Oh, yeah, and they, and they can make themselves invisible. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are things that are happening. Um, yeah. that I was just a bit like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. Why have they got so many? If they got so many like powers, how are they the only two left? Because yeah. surely, it's just yeah. mental, isn't it? It's strange. So what, what are what are they like? Where and why, and why are they yeah. called sleepwalkers? What has that name got to do with uh, with Maybe it's the vampire thing, but even if it's the vampire thing, I don't know because they're like Egyptian, ancient Egyptian cat beasts who are allergic to cats. <laughs> yeah. Who, um, uh, have the, the 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 men have to suck the life force out of virgins, and the only way the mother can get the energy is by having sex with the son. It doesn't really <laughs> like how much sense is made. I don't know. Well, I don't know, but we need to ask Stephen King some serious questions, yeah. don't we? At this point, we just go, mate. They ask you to make a film, and you're like, oh bloody, I ain't got any fresh ideas. I'm just gonna literally throw everything into this big melting pot. Maybe it's maybe it's. Film. I mean, maybe it's not a bizarre Stephen King because a lot of his stuff is bizarre, but he has like a thousand pages to introduce the craziness yeah. of it all. Whereas this That's is true. like. Yeah, in your face straight away. And if it's a if it's a film adaptation of Stephen King, usually it is a bit streamlined anyway. So yeah, some of the more crazy elements might might yeah. not get included. Yeah. Yeah. Did you recognize the theme tune, like the the opening music? Remind me, because I don't know if I remember now. Well, the only way I remember because I only know it from that it was sample for that song. Ready or not, here I come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was at the end as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, that was like the best part of the film. I think it was like, oh, I like that song. Really? <laughs> but, in there. 
Here I come. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So not not a great film, but certainly. <laughs> well, how dare you? How dare you? I would say uh, I think it's more watchable than the unnameable. I think. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh. the barely watchable. <laughs> Oh, oh no! Oh, oh snap! Shade. Uh, oh yeah, it's definitely watchable, and I mean, just for the the amount of cameos as well. Yeah. Like, it. I mean, that's that's entertaining as it is, but yeah, I mean, apart from that, the main sort of plot is a bit mishmashed. And I mean, why are they allergic to cats? Like, has that yeah, ever explained? I'm... It's just like, oh bloody, I'll... they're more than allergic to cats. Like, if a cat gets hold of them, they start melting, and if a cat's on you long enough, they burst into flames. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I get, uh, yeah. my, eyes get, my eyes get itchy, so I do understand. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think they should be dogs, shouldn't they? If they were dogs, it would kind of make more sense. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, or anything else. Yeah. Anything else. Why but would they, they are be cats. cats? They are cat things. And like, they hate Persian. cats, right? So answer, answer yeah. me this. They hate cats, these yeah. cat people. And they live in a house where there are a load of cats outside for like some Yorker. reason. Yeah. Are they like drawn to them? Yeah. Are they drawn to them? Like, what, are yeah, the cats? So. Yeah, they are drawn to them. Yeah, this they 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 give off catnips. Oh, right. I, yeah. I don't know. And then they've set like traps in <laughs> in traps, their yeah. in, in their garden for the cats to just wander into. Surely the cats will realize after a while there's bloody traps around. I'm I telling it out of here. Yeah, well, they did quite well on the last house. The, the film starts with a house where there's like hundreds of cats like hung on strings and stuff. But this yeah. house that like messing it all up. I think they got one cat. In the bed, yeah. Right into well, so, so when it, when the film starts and we see all these cats hung up on strings, mm. where are they? Because it looks like they're just on the main road of like Las Vegas or something. It's just on the main uh, strip. I think it, I think they said California or something on the so, west coast. So, yeah. are all these cats hanging outside the house? Have they been there for ages, or have they all just been killed in one night? What's going on? I think for eight, like over time, right? Oh, and you mean yeah. like you mean like cars wouldn't pass and go? Oh, that's what yeah, it's like just three or four cats on strings there. <laughs> Three yeah. or four, like fifty. Yeah. Well, they pass and, the next day and they go, "Hang on, there's there's more." <laughs> yeah, hang on, there's bloody loads. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. If one cat was hanging up, you'd be like, "Hang on a minute, I better call someone." Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Mark Hamill is one of the police officers who goes into the house and with all the cats adorned on it. Um. Yeah. And then they find a a corpsicle. Yeah. Well, let's just quickly uh, talk about the key players. Oh right. Um, okay. Yes. Getting, getting excited. It's all right. Brian Krause plays Charles Brady, who's the son, the son, the, the breadwinner, the virgin blood winner, or whatever. The, yep. the kind of vampires who don't suck blood, which I'm never really too keen on. Um, I don't like the, yeah. the light through the mouth idea. Um, Madge, Madge Shen Amick, I don't know how to her name, but she's one of the waitresses in Twin Peaks. And she's yeah, one of the yeah, she is. Down. Plays Tanya Robertson, who's, who is the, the, the target, uh, the virgin target. Alice yep. Krieg, or Krieg plays Catnips Evergreen. <laughs> I write down here, but her name's actually Mary Brad. Mary Catnips Brady. Evergreen. <laughs> she's, there's some, um, Alice Krieg, there's something yeah. about her which I find a little bit sinister. Yeah. Um, I think everything I've seen her in, I find her a bit sinister. She's, she's in Star Trek, um, like First Contact. Um, she's also in Silent Hill. Is she? And, oh, is she one of the, the cultists? Yeah, she's like the lead cultist. And there's something about her where I'm just like, ooh. Yeah. She really gets under my skin. Yeah. And now, and now she's an incestual cat beast. And I mean, I've, <laughs> she's really gone down in my estimations. Yeah, well, she's very convincing. I mean, that's the worrying thing. You're doing this too well, Alice. Um, yeah. J- 
Jim Haney. Jim Haney. Yeah, Haney. <laughs> Plays uh, Sheriff Ira, who's the detective who's sort of sorting it all out. Um, and then Ron Perlman comes in as a sort of obnoxious uh, police guy. He turns up on. like probably two thirds of the way into the film, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he looks kind of more weird. His face is more weird than like these people when they turn into cat people. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a chance. Like they go, oh, there's a cat person over there, and Ron Perlman goes, no, it's oh, just Ron bloody heck. and they go, oh my god, Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're right. So it opens with that house, and Mark Camel is uh, is kind of playing it quite kind of hammy as well. Most of the acting in this is a bit hammy. There's a lot of hammy acting, yeah, yeah. but it feels like it's knowing hammy acting, isn't it? It's yeah. like. It's got a little something about it where you're a bit like it feels almost. It yeah. does feel a little bit like a spoof, but not enough for me to yeah. not think oh, this is gonna just shit. <laughs> they um so they go into the house. Um, Mark Hamill and his mate, uh, and then they look at the cats and they this isn't right. And they open a door and there's a jump scare and it's a yeah cat, a cat jump scare. So it's a proper cat jump scare. And yeah. then there's a second jump scare with this like corpse, and the corpse like screams as it falls out. Yeah. Like yeah. It's a corpse that's been sucked yeah. dry. Yeah, it's like a prune. Why does it, why does it yeah. scream? It's like a spring-loaded scream. That door yeah. has got attached to it, like 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 a like a birthday card, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and she's got like a rose behind her ear. It's like fresh. It's like a really aged corpse, but she's got a fresh rose. Um, unless it's plastic. Why she got a fresh. Why she got a fresh rose behind her ear? Well, I think later on. The mum, she does it. Ah, uh, the mum, she likes likes yeah. a good rose, doesn't she? Yeah, she likes to play with food, yeah. like a cat. Um, <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> and then we're introduced to, they've moved to this new town. The sleepwalkers have, Charles and Mary. Yeah. Um, and they don't all... do any sleepwalking, do they? No, I didn't see. What I didn't see one bit of sleepwalking. There's no sleepwalking in this film. They're, they they don't do any sleepwalking. They're, it's not suggested they do any sleepwalking. The word sleepwalk, sleepwalkers, or sleepwalking isn't mentioned once in the film, right? No, apart from in the title. Apart from it says Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. I don't know. I don't it's know bloody weird, are. isn't it? It's yeah. confusing. It's it's yeah. confusing. So uh, Charles and Mary, they're now living in um, Louisiana by the bayou or something. It feels kind of like that. Um, yeah. A bit swampy. Um, and they're, they're always listening. Every time they're on screen, they're always listening to this like '50s slide guitar sort of like music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I think he's talking about how like his mum's been weirdly flirty right from the get go. He's like, "Give it to yeah, me." Yeah, but did you maybe think? Did you maybe think there was something like where he calls her mum? I was thinking, is this just some sort of like kinky role play they've got going on, mommy? Yeah. Maybe like he was wearing a diaper at the time, and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like as the film progresses, I mean, you yeah. do come to understand that they are they are definitely related. But at this yeah. stage, I was a bit like, what is going on? What is going on here? Yeah, it's, it's so Stephen King does his more horror elements that he puts in his novels do tend to be sometimes a bit incestual. Like he does talk about that every now and again but it works in the books i don't know if it really works here it's just so out there and so mm. open i don't know yeah it's a bit like you're supposed to just accept it you yeah. know and it's not it's never been one of those things that i yeah. can always just go well <laughs> each to their own yeah uh so i think we've introduced pretty early on to i think charles basically says i've got a, i've got a girl on the go she works at yeah. the cinema he, he goes to marcus territory <laughs> 
goes to the... I mean, he, go, he goes and asks for a large popcorn, and then yeah. he goes, make sure you cut a hole in the bottom of the... <laughs> Is that what he says? Box. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that what he said? Me, yeah. That's a Luke Condor move, that is. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that because all the popcorn kernels. Like, yeah. yeah, straight down the... Yeah. Straight down the urethra. Slide guitar. Slay for the, slay for the slide guitar. <laughs> straight, down, yeah. straight down the slide guitar. Ooh! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, made me feel weird. You know, when you just think oh, about... Charles' favourite song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dirty um, boy. So, Tanya, again, the music... I don't know... The music is like kind of anachronistic because Tanya's listening to like fifties Americana. And she's sort of sweeping, but mm. but then we get a lot more. Like she's got like a Walkman. I think maybe she's supposed to be listening to that music to show that there's a sort of connection with her and Charles. Yeah. Maybe but she's an old. Know. She's an old soul. An old soul, yeah. <laughs> but um, with a lovely young virgin body. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think um. So Charles goes home and bangs his mum, right? I'm pretty sure that happens now. <laughs> oh, sorry, I know I come here to see you and yeah. and have a bit of a flirt with you, but I am absolutely dying <laughs> to shag my mum. So I'm going to have to go. What? What did he you goes, say? Oh, I said... Home. Uh... <laughs> he goes home, his mum puts on his slag time music, and yep. then they go to the bedroom, he cuts to the bedroom, pulls out, and it's like a day glow, sort of UFO sort of glow sort of thing happening in the bedroom window. That's weird. So, so you know they're getting kinky. And you see that you see their true forms at this point, don't you? In the in the bedroom. Oh yes. In the mirror. Sliding in the mirror. Around, yeah. yeah so so their up. true forms are like cat lizard people. Like they're that, cats, like, but they're yeah, like greased Persian cats. Greased up Persian cats. Yeah. Um, with massive, massive heads. Their heads are huge. Their heads that, are like. <laughs> why is their head so big? Is that they got like it's like, it's like they're wearing um a crash helmet. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're massive. These heads. Yeah. It looks like it's one of those. You know, some people sometimes people got like a a crash helmet, but it's just like a um a it's like a gimmicky one where it's just like massive. It's, yeah. it's got like big furry ears and something. They look like that. Is it because like um to scale, cats have quite big heads compared to the bodies compared to us? Are they trying to sort of Do make they? them look more cat like? Well, if you think cats about cats, got tiny heads. Cats got like little pea heads, don't they? Like you could crush it in your hand like a grape. I wouldn't do that. I would never do that. I suppose it depends on the cat. But yeah, it does. So I guess some of them got, got big, a big head. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when you get headbutted by a cat. It's horrible, isn't it? When they yeah, when they come in for the old, yeah, they come in for the old, yeah, and then they just proper nut you. You're like, God, that hurt me. I was it. I was it affecting you. You, yeah. you you're unfazed <laughs> by this by this swift headbutt. Yeah, but yeah. So they look like uh, they've got really massive heads. Um, what's his name? The guy who plays Charles. I noticed he has a sort of like a feline sort of. Like he's got dimples around his mouth. Yeah, I was I was wondering where I recognised him from, and I think it's um, it's uh, what was it called? Ah, oh, magic. The thing that's like Buffy, but with magic. Char- charmed. Charmed. Yeah. <laughs> he's in that. He's got a very like. He's got a bit of a flat face. I flat think. Face. Did you think? Did you? Were you getting any sort of Heath Ledger vibes from his face? Every now and again, he'd look a certain way and be like, oh, it's got sort of. There's something Heath Ledgery going on about he's his got mouth. Got the Heath Ledger little face going up no i don't know i don't know if yeah. i did feel like that he's um he got a very distinctive mop of hair in this film and when when his face like transforms a bit cat-like mm. it kind of looks ridiculous <laughs> it kind of looks ridiculous and it's this cat with like a big floppy <clears throat> well they they also like kind of halfway transform don't they and that looks like it's from buffy the vampire slayer they do the exact same face transformation yeah yeah so it's that this is the minimal makeup just like 
well, I guess probably a lot of makeup, but just a yeah. furrowed, furrowed brow. Yeah. Um, yeah. and sort of, uh, yeah, that's weird. Two whiskers, maybe. I don't know to put the. I've never, in. I've never really been a fan of that. It's been, it's, it's used in a lot of sort of films, the sort of it's, kind of. Was the change so like, not media? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So, uh, so what happens now? So, uh, Charles is courting this young Tanya. I think he goes round to hers and he meets the mum. Uh, yeah. And there's like, um, there's my friend with a cat, my fiance cat, and our pet cat. And uh, we were, cat pointed out, like, because her mum, Tanya's mum, does these like stone rock grave rollings or grave. Whatever grave rubbings, it. yeah. Grave yeah, rubbings. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, my mum does it too. And we were like, no one does that. What? No, one, no, 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 no one does. It's not a really common yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, you're really into badminton. Oh, you, well, you love going for a bit of water aerobics. Yeah. No, I, I love rubbing gravestones. No yeah, one's ever, no one does that. Yeah, we're off down if to you... do uh, bums and tums and then we're going to do some grave rubbings. Yeah. <laughs> grave rubbings. There's, yeah. And if you saw someone doing that, you'd be like, what are you doing, you absolute mentalist? Yeah, leave the gravestone it, alone. Is it? Is it? Does it, does it only a sh- I don't know. It doesn't look good. Like more, I like the idea, I guess, more than the actual finished thing. The finished thing good. looks rubbish. It looks like a, yeah. a classroom of kids have gone out and sort of. Do you remember when you used to do that as a kid? Like go to, around different places and do it. Like yeah. uh, go go around a castle and there'd be like an engraving somewhere and they go right. Everyone's going to do a rubbit of it now and you get some oh, nonsense. Okay. Yeah, just no, take I, a photo of it or have a look at it. Don't yeah. touch it and rub it. Or just take the gravestone with you. I think having the gravestone in like your front room would be a lot more interesting than having the rubbing. Michael Michael Myers, you know, should have done that. his rubbing. <laughs> Michael Myers have, rubs a lot. Yeah. yeah. If Michael Myers would have just ended up with a rubbing of uh, <laughs> of, of of his sister's gravestone yeah. on the bed, it wouldn't have been half mm. as impactful. Effective. Yeah. <clears throat> so they go to the graveyard. Tanya. Oh, this I'm jumping a bit. I think at some point. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh there's a bit of shake. No, what what so when did he get chased by the policeman in the car? Mm, I'm not sure if it's 
Yeah, yeah. And I think this is. I think this is fairly soon off. About around about now, he gets chased. So there's a really weird bit where he's driving along, and then his teacher, who we're introduced to a scene before, and his teacher's like hitting people with a ruler and kind of like just being genuinely a bit mad. Way it's too like, aggressive. Way too aggressive like, for a teacher. Yeah. And then he like gets Charles to stop on the road, like pull over. And you, go, you didn't go. To, yeah, you, you didn't go to that school that you said there was no such thing as Paradise Falls. And I've been doing. I've been, I've been doing a bit of research on you. I was like, yeah, then, tell me on Monday morning. Why? Yeah, tell me on Jesus. Me? Why are you speeding yeah. on the highway? <laughs> tell me on Monday morning. <laughs> and does he try to like touch him, or what's going on? Yeah, is he trying he to starts like manhandle him? Like, this is way yeah, too much like, for a teacher. But Mr. like in a sec- Mr. In Gary, a sec- like <laughs> calm down. In a sexual way, or like a. Oh, I just, don't know. I was well, a bit confused. It was a bit like he went. Oh, he just pop a hand in quite quickly, didn't he? He pops a hand in, yeah. And then obviously yeah. this is the first time we see Charles um, turn into his cat semi form, semi cat. So he gets form. a semi on. And gets he, a semi cat. Yeah. And he kind of and there's a fairly good line where he says, he, "So he basically pulls off the teacher's hand." Yeah. And he goes, "You're supposed to keep. I told you to keep your hands to yourself. So here you go. Here's yours. <laughs> or something like that. Something a bit. Yeah. Some, I probably murdered that. Um, even." <laughs> It's not a great line anyway. I don't get about Charles as well. So Charles comes across for the half of the film as a sort of like semi-romantic, like he wants out of the sleepwalker life. Like he yeah. he actually likes Tanya and he's he's falling in love with her and stuff. And his mum's even like, don't don't you dare fall in love with him. Don't but you. Then, yeah. But then as soon as he sort of gets his back up, he turns into an absolute knobhead, like instantly. Yeah. Like he becomes like full he on like... starts murdering villain. people, just like going, yeah. going ape shit. So... Mm. So yeah, he um so the cop he, chase, he he kills the teacher, right? Yeah. And then he drives off super fast. Yeah. And obviously the cop and then we're introduced to a police officer character who inexplicably has a cat on the pa- passenger seat called like Clovis. during it, called yeah. Clovis while he's like working. Is yeah. that allowed? Yeah, the, the, I, I don't know what what went wrong in the, in the <laughs> acting in this bit. Like I don't know if it's the actor, the actor's probably quite good. I think it might be the the directing, or because he's like just just talk to the cat, yeah, like, and he starts singing really some really and stilted about the the way it's all put together. Oh, know. hey there, cat! You having a little nap? Nap yeah. time for you, cat! And he starts singing some weird songs. Did you notice yeah. that? He's like, oh, Jimmy, bizarre. yeah, Jimmy had his dick in his hand, and then he was he just starts singing things <laughs> like that. I'm like, this is inappropriate for the yeah. audience of one cat named Clovis. Jesus, but like he is, he is a proper nut box when you think about it. Like a man who takes his cat to work. Yeah. Like if anyone was doing that, and any scenario, later on when he's telling the rest of the police station, I saw a man with no face, and they're like, "He's the guy who talks to his cat." He's the guy um, who got, <laughs> takes his partner is a cat. I mean, that there yeah. is basically um, comedy team Tur- up. Yeah. Tur- Turner and Hooch, but uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> but with this guy in Clovis. Yeah, black guy in Clovis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh. oh, so anyway, so he gets into a high-speed chase with uh, Charles in his yep. invisible changing car. Uh, he looks at Charles's face, and then Charles sees the cat Clovis yep. in the car, and his face goes. Uh, it doesn't go like blurry. It just has five different configurations that it just it, must, it morphs into, it morphs into like five different configurations including because i had to go and pause it and have a look <laughs> including a child like the first thing he turns into is like a Does child he? yeah he like turns into a child it's a child's head then it's just like a version of the cat but like proper messed up like with the face like Whoa! yeah and then it's like then it's like 
the half cap person. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like a weird version of him, and then it's like the full fledged massive head cat thing. It's just like yeah. what, like what? Just from seeing a cat, you see it. You see, there are cats outside your house, mate. There, there are, are fifty cats. cats outside. You've yeah. seen what cats look like. Don't suddenly just see a cat and go. What? It's like when uh, a, a pet cat sees a cucumber, you know, and he sort of like jumps yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He has the same they, reaction. They think is it, what do they think it is? Like a snake, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so he sees cats outside his window all the time. Why is he suddenly so shocked? Well, maybe it's because he's driving or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, but but he runs away. By the way, he he kills um, the teacher by like it looks like he's sucking the blood, like an old school old school vampire. Yeah. But obviously, that, we know that isn't how he. No, and we we never see anything of the teacher again. You know, there's nothing like, or body's been found, or, you know, yeah. he's, he's he's been found sucked off. I think <laughs> his, his hand's been sucked off. Yeah. Um, yeah. No one goes. Oh, teacher went in this yeah. morning. That's weird. Where is he? Probably dead. Nope. None of that. Yeah. Forget him. No one found his bloodied ruler anywhere. No. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so that the policeman. Goes back to the police station. He's like, "Look, guys, I saw a guy with no face. Keep an eye out for a blue car." And it's that point <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which um, Charles takes Tanya to the graveyard because she's yeah. going to take some photos. Also, for, first off, Charles changes his car, right? Is that now? Yeah, <laughs> so he can change. So his, Charles his car. is basically. So you know, in GTA, when you like go and get a paint job <laughs> to change yeah. your car, so then the police go, oh, "Bloody, I don't recognize." Yeah. Oh, who's this guy? Oh, it can't be the same guy as before because his car is blue, but we were chasing a guy with a red car. Yeah. He basically does the version of that, but somehow just like thinks it. Yeah, he just thinks it really hard. I tried. It, he's it got didn't work. what he's got there. He's got the GTA cheat code yeah. memorized. The one where you could just do that. <laughs> yeah, with the power changes, of his mind. Yeah. He changes the color of the car. Um, so, but it's not, it's not permanent. Like it does go back to blue later on when he's not thinking about it. So they go to the graveyard. He's doing some grave rubbings. And at this point, we're, we're like, oh, I think he likes Tanya. Yeah. Um, it's kind of got a gothic romance sort of thing going on to it. There's um, a really weird line as well where he sort of says to Tanya, um, oh, we better get on and do some grave rubbings. Wouldn't want to get, <laughs> wouldn't want to go back to your mum and tell her there wasn't any rubbing. And yeah. then it cut. He's and weird it cut with and mums Tanya, though, isn't he? We already know Tanya, Yeah, but then mums. Tanya says, oh, me either. So I'm like, that's weird. It's just weird. Why is... Yeah, he has got a weird thing with mums, but only his own. What 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 takes him off here? He just suddenly starts sucking the blood out of her, sucking the life force out of her. Or... Yeah, so I think they're having a, they're having a lovely kiss, and then he kind of like kisses her a bit. He gets a bit too intense. He's like, "Oh yeah," and then yeah. she goes, "Oh, just calm down a little bit." And he goes, "Oh, I thought you were into it or something." And then yeah. I think he just starts going ape shit. So he starts. She, yeah, he he's got like tries... two modes. He just instantly kicks into into. I mean, yeah. as soon as he gets horny, that's it. He's a cat yeah, man. Yeah. He's a cat man. And then he just tries to suck the life force <laughs> out of it. So obviously he opens his mouth and like a big beaming light goes into I mean, it's not. Like luminescent sherbet falls yeah. out of her mouth. It's a um, bit stupid. It is a bit stupid. But at this point, she's like, get off me. She whops him with the camera. She takes a few photos at some point as well. Um, yeah. And then they, they chase each other around. I think she gets a I think she, she puts a corkscrew in his eye, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the policeman at, at this point uh, turns up because the car's gone back to blue. Yep. Uh, so he pulls up and he's like, I think Tanya gets away at this point. She gets in his car. Yeah. And then he's like, don't worry, Tanya, babes, I'll sort it out. And then he gets the pencil in the ear, maybe? Yeah, and then Charles comes up behind him, puts, shoves yeah. the pencil in his ear. He falls down onto the side of his head. The and pencil goes uh, even HB. further into his brain. 
we know it's the HB 2.5 or whatever, whatever the thing's called. So it's like a hard hard pencil. It's a hard pencil. <laughs> but then also, Charles says, Cop Kebab. Do you remember that? <laughs> See, you this is the bizarre. Pen. The word yeah. is like Freddy Krueger style, like things coming yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah, it's insane. Cop Cop Kebab. Surely, like, as a sleepwalker or whatever the hell he bloody is, yeah. Catman, Catman do, yeah. he wants to, like, keep a low profile, right? He can't just go around murdering teachers and cops like on the same day quipping or all the time he's quipping. The gothic, gothic romantic type not the freddy krueger quipping uh murderer uh but yes yeah, so he kills kills him but uh clovis obviously comes to the rescue uh i think he gets a couple of good scratches in yeah and he starts like um smoking yeah. you know from, from where he's being attacked by the cat i mean he's really allergic to this cat yeah. clovis clovis goes ape shit as well clovis, clovis is not a hypoallergenic like no. <laughs> he's super hyper allergenic yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he hates the fact that you've put a pencil in the ear of his partner yeah and some, <laughs> somehow inexplicably uh the cop is still alive and like he's got a pencil like all the way in his brain but he sits up yeah. and tries and he shoots um charles but then charles turns around and just grabs the gun off him and shoots him and he goes flying backwards quite comical it's a shame i mean i did feel kind of sad when he died um but then i was like oh i see what they're doing this is a revenge movie because Clovis, at this point, he's yeah, seen yeah, yeah. red. Like this is all about his sort of rise to revenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Charles gets away somehow. Yeah. I think he just runs away or something. Or gets in his car. And he just drive, drives off because he's yeah. off his nut, and then he goes back home basically, and he's he's in a bad way. Yeah. He's like, you never guess what? I've been attacked by Clovis, and they're like, "Fucking Clovis, yeah. the little shit!" At this point, there's cats all outside, and he's like. He's having an allergic reaction. He's on the bed, on the sofa. His eyes are sealing shut. He's yeah, got full he's, big head he, cat. He looks like Bear Grylls. Like, <laughs> Bear Grylls. What did Bear Grylls have an have a allergic reaction to? Uh, like a bee sting. He turns and into he Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. yeah, that's basically what's happening. Is Charles yeah. is turning into Bear Grylls, who then turns into Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, or because he couldn't handle the pussy. Yeah, and then I think he's dying, pretty much. And his mum's yeah. like, no... No, no, don't. <laughs> oh, don't die, mate. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah, and then she basically goes to Tanya's house yeah. and just starts going ape shit, uh, killing people. There's some police who come to investigate the house at some point as well. Is that right? Yeah, so this is when, like, um, they've got a few police people knocking around now. We've got uh, Ron Perlman, the original sheriff, another guy who seems who's, is eating corn at yeah. the dinner table. He's um, nailing all the corn cob. Ron Perlman says something weird talking about Tanya. He sort of says, yeah. they say, what about Tanya who's, who's seen all this shit happen? And he goes, she needs a slap on the ass. And if her parents will give it to her, I will. <laughs> Just like, you're letting your weird pervert thing get in, get in the way of line of duty yeah. here, mate. Yeah. That's, um, that's how, basically, that's how he solves every crime. So, What's happened? They've done a murder? I'm going to slap him on the ass. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> It, it would. I can imagine Ron Perlman doing that. Yeah, exactly. on the ass all the time. Yeah. Big red fist. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sore after all that slapping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell. Massive. You're perfect for Alboy, you are. You've got the red fist and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does stink, though. Get some Savlon, Get some Savlon on it. Yeah. Um, so the mum turns up at the house, at Tanya's house, and if she goes, she, she stabs one cop with a uh, corn, corn on a cob. <laughs> Cop, corn on the cop. Can you can you stab someone with a corn on the cop? They are quite That's hard. Good, I, don't know I feel like it, they're hard, but you feel like I mean, obviously she's super strong because she's a cat. I think he just really bruised. Like 
I don't think yeah, you just, you're, oh, oh, that bloody hurt, that oh. did. <laughs> you wouldn't just go through, you go, oh, yeah. stop it. But Big see, bully. unlike her son, Charles, she doesn't say like cup kebab. She doesn't even say uh, corn on a cup. She just, yeah. she plays it cool. And instead, she, she just throws the mum out the window. <laughs> yeah. What does she say though? She says something after she's done that. Oh, oh, oh yeah, she says, she says something like, you should eat your vegetables. Otherwise, no dessert. <laughs> something like, uh, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Bizarre, yeah. But, um, so she, throws, oh, she stabs, she breaks the dad's neck or claws yeah. his neck. Or, actually, yeah, there's some, there's some, there's yeah. Another one of the police officers tries to shoot her and he's just, he's just like missing like so <laughs> yeah. ridiculously. It's like she just stood there glaring <laughs> at him and he's just missing and then he just runs out of bullets and just runs away. Is that the same guy who gets I think corn the on the cob? Yeah. yeah, he deserved it just for that ridiculous Maybe display. Maybe he aim because he's like, ah, oh, I've got a terrible bruise on my back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my bloody buck! <laughs> Corner yeah. the cob. Got a dead arm is what it is. Um, <clears throat> so she um, steals Tanya, takes her back to the house. Uh, at this point, it is like there's so many cats outside. Wild cats. It is like going back to your flat in Mallorca. They're all there. Don't feed them. Yeah. They just, <laughs> just chase you, follow you around. So yeah. she takes Tanya inside, and she's like, "Dance with Charles." And she's like, "Charles is dead." At this point, he looks dead. Yeah, like he looks like he's just he looks, he looks like, like I don't know like a molten fudge or something like he doesn't look right. Um, he looks he looks proper fucked up. He does look proper fucked up. Uh, but she plays a special music, a slide guitar music, <laughs> <laughs> and then she kind of makes him dance. But it looks like she's like using telekinetic powers to sort of move him around like a doll. Yeah. But then he comes alive again, and but then starts... he comes alive again and kind of mutates a little bit more, like. Yeah. Into the big horrible, you know, animatronic head. Yeah, it's just yeah. And then she and he continues trying to suck the life force out of Tanya, who manages to like. She's obsessed with like ruining his eyes, but she like gives him the old thumb in the eye. Ah! Yeah. yeah. Um, and manages to fight her way out. Yeah. She. This the, the police are arriving. I think at this point the cats are now like on go. <laughs> They're like it's like. Um, Battle of the Seven Arm Seven Armies. Like the cats are going for it, I think, at this point. And yeah. Storming the house. <laughs> um they all, they, gets they, outside. Yeah, they all start attacking um um Mary. But she uh, have you seen when she kills one of the cats, she kinda of just catches it and then just like shakes it. Just like yeah. dead. Yeah. I mean there are a lot of dead cats in this film, probably the most dead cats in any film, right? There's also a bit of um thingy acting. I don't know what you, what you need to call this acting, where someone's holding something and they're doing that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What is that acting called? Because that's a skill. Uh, so I feel like Bruce Campbell's the best person at doing it. Yeah, yeah. But... Ragdolling. Ragdolling, like... yeah. Well, oh, oh, <laughs> hey, oh, oh. There's a bit yeah. of ragdolling going on. Um, and, okay, so she gets out of the house, I believe, and then she is um, attacked by the mum again. The cop, the, yeah. the sheriff turns up and she picks up the cop and, like, impales him on a white picket yeah. fence and then she starts firing her, firing the gun she picks up the gun and starts firing it and for some reason it's like grenade launcher or something just like exploding <laughs> the cop car boom boom yeah. i mean this film's been pretty ridiculous but you know at this point yeah. you're a bit like well oh, just and now it's just... like time for clovis to shine clovis, yeah full-on vengeance movie he, he gets up he starts like scratching her face the other cats start joining he's like come on he's leading leading the front come on um, let's 
murderer. She shagged yeah. her son. <laughs> Dirty <laughs> bitch. Yeah. And then, uh... <laughs> um, so Just shag it... someone who ain't your son. It's easy. <laughs> and then I don't even really remember Charles dying now. But she... anyway, so at some point, the the cat scratches on it on the mum's neck, starts to uh, spark, and then flames <laughs> start popping out. Uh, yeah. She sets on fire. Um, she sets on fire and then you and falls down dead, but then suddenly turns up in her human form, still on fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think it ends. I don't think there's anything else that happens after that. Yeah. Uh, Tanya just picks up Clovis and hugs him. This is the love story here. Right. There might have been an incestuous relationship, but there's also yeah. the start of a bestiality relationship happening yeah. at the end when Tanya and Clovis look deep into each other's eyes and, and kiss passionately. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so she, uh, but she makes a mistake the next week when she brushes him backwards, and he like they break oh. the relationship after that. <laughs> then he jumps on her face, and just ruins her, <laughs> sets her on fire. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's how it ends. So trivia. Uh, there yeah. wasn't too much to choose from for this one, so I had to, you know, make some shit up. So number one, um, this was director Mick Garris. Um, it's his first Stephen King adaptation. He later went on to do. Uh, Feature length films and television miniseries. How many Stephen King adaptations did he do? Uh, including this? Uh, no, on on top of this. Additional. Uh, yeah. Another three. So I can only think there's the stand. Oh um, yeah, the stand. Yeah, the yeah. Shining. Yeah. He did the other version of the Shining. The TV version, yeah. Bag of Bones. Oh. There's one called like Rose or something. Um, I couldn't I couldn't think of all of them, but it, it was six. On top of this, so seven altogether. But Jesus. I couldn't remember what the other ones were. Um, there's something about Rose that I think might. No, have been. So I'm assuming he must have been hired by Stephen King to make all of them, right? I think they got on really well. Because um, Mick Garris, by the way, if you're a podcast, Mick Garris has a podcast. Uh, it's called Postmortem with Mick Garris, and he interviews horror filmmakers and stuff. He's a really nice guy. Like, he's really sound. But I just don't feel like uh, my cat's stacking my microphone. I don't feel like. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever really enjoyed a McGarris film. I don't know. Uh, I'm just seeing what else he's done. Critters 2. Um, Mick Garris. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen any others. I don't think I've ever seen... Um, I don't think I've ever seen Stand. Number two. Which of these people wasn't a cameo in this film? Joe Dante? Was the director of Gremlins, John Landis, director of uh, American Werewolf in London, or Tom Holland, director of Fright Night, which wasn't a cameo in the film. John Landis was in there, and there was someone, someone pretty close to him who was a director, but I didn't pay attention. So <laughs> it could have been either one of those. So I'm going to say the person who wasn't in it was the Fright Night dude. Correct. Tom Holland was not in the uh, in the film. Uh, Joe Dante, I think, was the director who stood next to John Landis. Um, okay, number three. There was only one deleted scene for an entire film in which uh, Charles takes a bag of cat litter into the bathroom. True or false? True. Why not? <laughs> false, unfortunately. Ah, um, that would have been good. He took a cat litter tray into the bathroom. <laughs> no, Is that true? Um, no, I don't think so. Ah. I hope so. Uh, okay, well, number four. Play my emotions. <laughs> um, after Charles, again, there wasn't too much trivia to choose from. I had to make up a lot of bullshit. 
Or did I? <laughs> Number four. After Charles, <laughs> after Charles eats his high school English teacher, what grade did he get? Oh, well, probably an A, A plus, because he was in, he could have done what he wanted, right? He had the hand; True. he could have used it to. <laughs> True, he did, have, he did have the upper hand at that point. <laughs> uh, I actually put here C for cats. Uh, number five. <laughs> when... <laughs> <laughs> when, when casting for the role of Charles Brady, um, <laughs> this is the actor Brian Krause said to Mick Garris, listen, Mick, people call me motherfucker all the time. Basically, it was like, you're perfect. You're, you're absolutely perfect. Because in this job, you've got to fuck <laughs> your mum. What? Charles what Brady, you to? do look like a motherfucker. <laughs> True or false? Uh, true. It is true. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so you need to grade the film uh, oh. from A to B. Which one are you going to go for? <laughs> from A to B? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, mate. I'm going to have to go low on that. I, would, I, I was going to do C for cat, but I can't. I'm going to have to do a D for dog. D minus, I think. Yeah, D for dog egg. Uh, I went for D as well. <laughs> <laughs> a little little dog egg. Yeah. I feel I feel like I understand sort of maybe what they were going for, kind of like a fun romp of a sort of horror film. But the the tonally it's kind of all weird. It it's it's all I don't know. It's just, something doesn't quite work about it. I don't think they kind of went all the way one way or the other. No, uh, it doesn't feel like one thing or another. It just kind of feels like it kind of sits in the middle somewhere. And when yeah. ridiculous things happen, it's hard to just go. Well, it's just because this film's ridiculous. It, yeah. It's easy to just go. What is hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so next week we'll be doing the, the number one on the fifty best horror movies ever. So this is the best horror movie ever made. The next one, not, not this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So we'll catch you soon. Um, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five-star rating review on iTunes and remember to subscribe. And thanks to my co-host, Ben, for being a real horror dude. Thank you, Luke. All right. I will talk to you Meow. very soon for our Stephen King double bill. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.